process of buying a vehicle hasn't changed much over the last 30 years until now. Carbiza is the world's first app to harness the power of AI to accurately predict your best financing scenario, all while keeping you anonymous. We'll be chatting with many people who are here to help, to guide you, to make it easier for you to understand. That's what this Carbiza podcast is all about. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and joining me is Kevin Wong. It only seems appropriate that on our very first podcast, we chat with the president and co-founder of Carbiza, Sandro Torrieri. Hey, Sandro, thanks for joining us on podcast number one. we got to ask you right out of the gate, Carbiza, people want to know exactly what is this all about, man? Uh, it's good to be here, um, Bryn. It's uh, great to be there in a podcast. Carbiza is probably the world's preeminent uh, um, application to allow consumers to be able to shop for vehicles um, anonymously, be able to get their the vehicle of choice that they want, get their best pricing, and also get the best financing rate. There is no application like that in the marketplace anywhere in the world. So the question to follow up on that is, uh, what made you come up with this idea? Somebody must have said something to somebody and you went, hey, have we got an idea for you? It wasn't our idea, first of all. Uh, I'm a tech entrepreneur, um, it's what I do. Um, we either invest in our own ideas or other people's ideas. Uh, there's a fellow you're going to be talking to a little bit later on, Nick Samaha. And frankly, uh, it was partially his idea uh, from a, a company that he owned previously. He'll tell you his story. Um, and uh, it was a company that he had. He wanted to replicate the inner workings of that company. Um, we didn't feel that, that that product would have been a successful product in the marketplace. So we basically took the idea and re-engineered the idea into a new type of concept, into the concept that we have today. So Carbiza is a technology company. The underpinnings of Carbiza are a whole set of APIs for finance that can be used in virtually any kind of marketplace. We'll talk more about that some other time. But in essence, um, we took a different twist on how we would approach uh, the finance world, if you will, the finance segment, and then how uh, we would from there we took some of those some of that technology and applied it to Carbiza. Uh, probably about uh, you know 18, 20 percent of the technology we created, we applied it to Carbiza. So it wasn't our ideas, our idea. It was Nick's idea. Amazing, uh, Sandro. It's good to be here uh, with you. You know, being a longtime tech entrepreneur, you know the, the idea that Nick brought to you. You know, there must have been something that you said that, that really spurred you to say, yes, this is something that we can run with. You know, what was what was that that cemented the idea in your brain as as something that was viable in today's marketplace, in today's world? Sure. What I'm going to tell you probably doesn't make a lot of sense <clears throat> because you really need Nick's background and story. <clears throat> and I don't want to get into that. I'll leave that for Nick to, to talk about his background. But in essence, when Nick came to us and approached us um, with the idea, um, we basically rejected it uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, we, we stayed in touch with Nick. We uh, had many get-togethers. We did some due diligence in the marketplace. But it was uh, after we dropped the opportunity, it was several months later that we realized that we had looked at what Nick was bringing to the table uh, in the wrong light, if you will. Uh, in essence, what they had done, what they had figured out in their previous company was how to sell large ticket items, cars, uh, trucks, uh, motorhomes, what have you, uh, real estate, if you will, um, to, to basically the new and up and coming marketplace, which is basically made up of millennials. 
Uh, by 2020, millennials represented 40% of the market. By 2030, they represent 30, uh, 70% of the market. So they're the new emerging marketplace. When we looked at it from that perspective, we realized that there was something there. We just had to sort of and take the idea and, 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 and build a better strategy around it. User freeze, uh, a term that we use an awful lot. And checking out your site, that's the one thing that I love about it is that it's very easy to navigate. Is that something you had to really work hard on to, to, get, it, uh, to get it to where it is right now? Well, thank you for that. Um, that we're going to give a shout out to our, our uh, marketing and development team. Um, the, uh, that whole UI UX uh, arena is very, very difficult to fulfill properly. Uh, we happen to have uh, a mastermind behind that, a fellow by the name of uh, Michael. And uh, I don't want to give you last names because I don't want them poached, but uh, in <laughs> essence, they, they've done a great job in um, you know, building a great interface. And then they continuously monitor the interface to see how users access the application and then make changes. Uh, changes in the application can happen once a day, twice a day, three times a day. And they may be uh, you know, large changes or small changes, but they're always happening. So there's always this continual innovation and continual deployment happening. Sandro, what is the vision that you see now that you've, you've, you've created what we, we, we understand is the foundation for Carbiza? I'm sure it'll evolve as most tech does, but what is the longer term vision that you have for Carbiza and how it serves the marketplace? Well, you know, currently the Carbiza technology, the, all of the underpinnings um, uh, is resident only in the auto, for the automotive marketplace. That technology at some point, point in the future, uh, and, you know, there are many investors that want to come in and invest money in our technology to apply it into different markets, such as the MLS market, you know, uh, such as heavy equipment market, such as recreational vehicles. Um, what we want to do right now is we just want to stay focused on what we're doing, complete the automotive market segment, you know, make sure that we're in a, in a strong winning position there. And then at some point in the future, um, you know, we'll take that technology and apply it to other segments. It won't take long for us to, to bring our technology to, say, the MLS market. It'll probably take us about six to eight months because all of the underpinnings, all the technology has already been developed as APIs. So we just have to reapply those technologies, build a new user interface, take our AI technology and apply new data to it and let the, they let the AI technology adapt to the new market segments. API for a lot of people who might just be tuning in for the first time, explain what that is. A, a technology, a, a development term, application programming interface. Uh, APIs are really, if you think about it from, from the Lego world, you've got Lego blocks and you take one Lego block and you assemble another Lego block and another. And at the end of the day, you end up with the, um, you know, with the, um, uh, you know, a starship or something like that, right? You know, or a moving car. Empire Same State Building. I've seen them. My favorite one is the Empire State Building. There you go. The 3D version, I guess, right? Yes. You know, the, uh, the thing is, is that with the moving, with the moving elevators and whatnot, mm -hmm. um, now the, um, uh, that's exactly what APIs are, is they are uh, programming Lego blocks. You build a particular function that does one thing. You build another function that does another thing. You build another function that does another thing, and then you put them together. A very simplistic approach is say, you build a function that does addition. You build another function that does subtraction. You build another uh, function that does multiplication. 
And then you say, okay, one by one plus one in this application equals two, two times two is equal to four, you know, four divided by, that's kind of the approach. And you just keep building these blocks and you end up with thousands and tens of thousands of these blocks, but then you can intermix them any way you want. There are many organizations in the marketplace that do things like that, you know, um, and those are, there's some very successful ones out there in the marketplace. So here's a follow-up for you there, Sandro, with all this talk about tech, again, there's jargon that some of the listeners may not quite understand, but what does it take? Some, somebody might look at, at Carbiza and say, it does such a wonderful job of providing this information to the consumer. What does it take to build an application or a platform like this? Um, so there's really, in my, in my thinking, there's really two types of applications, um, your web applications and your enterprise applications. Your web applications, like, you know, things that you can do on Apple or Amazon, you can use a lot of the building blocks available from those organizations. You can build applications very, very quickly, very inexpensively. But when you're building an enterprise application, um, usually an enterprise application, to get to version one is usually a year and a half to two years and a cost of two to five million dollars, roughly speaking. Carbiza has, in, has been in development for over five years now. So there's been a lot of money invested. You know, we invested a ton of money up front, um, you know, developing the technology before we bring it out to the marketplace. So you can imagine five years of technology, millions and millions of lines of code, um, umpteen databases in, involved in the technology. It is very complex. What's the response been like so far? And you keep spreading the message month by month by month across a bigger scope. What's the, what's the response been so far? So we've kept, we've kept uh, Carbiza really under wraps. Last July, we did a reverse takeover on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Uh, so we launched on the Toronto Stock Exchange in July. We did a soft launch, software launch September 8th. From September 8th until about now, We've kept very quiet in the marketplace in terms of what we're doing, uh, how we're rolling out, what changes we're making to our technology. When you release new technology, especially enterprise technology, you need to solve, you need to give the software some time to breathe. You know, um, traditionally we have we have always owned our own infrastructure uh, when when we deploy our technology, uh, but for the first time we're using uh, cloud services. You know, for people like Google or Amazon. So again, even there, you have to build automation components. So you really need the time to make sure that your software is working properly, doing the things that it should be doing properly, especially as an enterprise application. And then you start adding users and, and load onto the system. So you're right, we started with Alberta first. So we first went across Alberta, launched Alberta. Uh, then we launched in BC, Saskatchewan, uh, recently just Manitoba. Now we're in Ontario. Before we launch the product to consumers, what we do is we go into a marketplace such as Ontario, and we first bring on board the dealerships that we want to have on the system. We only allow franchise dealers and uh, pre and, and certified pre-owned uh, dealers into the service. Uh, the reason being is that we want to make sure that the consumers that are coming to the application are going to get great post service once they purchase a vehicle. So you want to purchase from reputable companies. Uh, I'm not saying that there, there are non-reputable companies out there, but the larger firms are usually the ones that'll stand behind their, their product. 
so that's the kind of environment that we're creating. Once we have enough dealerships, so there's enough inventory in our system, because we take the dealership inventory and integrate it into our environment so consumers can have access to it. Once we have enough dealers, then we launch into that marketplace. So probably we started about two weeks ago in Ontario. I would say Ontario is a large market, the largest in Canada, obviously. We're going to be there for probably about another four more weeks, thereabouts, before we open open up Ontario to the consumer marketplace. And then we'll do the rest of Canada. Once we complete Canada, uh, then our focus is the U.S. at that point. What's the industry response been to all this? Are you getting a good positive feel on everything? Yes, we're getting, you know, uh, we've also been very, very tight in our, with our, with our, um, with our with our pocketbook when it comes to marketing of the software, we've been doing test marketing of our of uh, you know into places like YouTube and you know Instagram and things like that, um, trying to figure out the best way to to select to send a message out into the marketplace to gather the kinds of consumers they're interested in. And we're looking for other market segments to the, you know how to deploy our message. Um, we have an incredibly strong response in some cases four times greater than industry average in terms of response based upon our advertising. But it's a lot of work. That, that's, that's gone through after a lot of work. So as I said, we have a marketing team that is brilliant, you know, with Michael leading that team and how they're putting the message across and how they're dragging that information in uh, and, and how they're using that information to then reapply and re, you know, retarget the industry. So we've had uh, thousands of downloads um, and uh, we've had, you know, uh, I can't tell you right now how many users have gone through, but we've had users that have gone through the entire application, purchased vehicles with our application. So uh, it's working, if you will. The, the idea and the concept is working. As long as consumers can come to our site at no charge and they're anonymous and they can purchase the vehicle they're looking for, get the best pricing, get their best financing and protect themselves, that's what that's what makes us happy at the end of the day. Is that is that the best uh, would you say that from a consumer standpoint, Sandro, that those are the, some of the big draws? Because there's lots of auto companies, right? There's an abundance of them. Probably, like, I don't even know what the number is of these auto companies and dealerships and even lead generation online hmm. that will promote the best, uh, the best uh, inventory or the best financing or the best terms. What makes Carbiza so appealing to the consumer? So first of all, you're right. Uh, for consumers, when they're trying to shop or trying to gather information, uh, it's very complex. Uh, it's very confusing. It's very congested. Uh, and that's why we're taking our time with our marketing to make sure we find the right way to resonate with the consumers to draw them in to our application. Um, they have to find this, basically. Um, but what, you know, what they get from us is... Um, no baloney, basically. There's no gimmicks with our system. There's no fees. There's no advertising. We don't sell data. Uh, it is a pure application for the consumer that protects the consumer. Um, so the consumer, basically, all they, all, they are free to use it as many times as they want. They're free to gather as much information as, that they want. They're free to go through the end of the process if they, if they want. We recommend it because it protects them. But that's entirely up to them in terms of how they want to use the application. But it's, it's, it's an application that's going to protect them and it's going to give them the control. There's no application like that in the marketplace. How much fun are you having with this? Because I can just tell by your enthusiasm level that this is a, a fun project for you. 
sure. <laughs> well, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy software development. You know, so yes. For me as a tech entrepreneur, you know, developing technology, putting together the teams, creating intellectual property, the patents, you know, uh, you know, doing that development, that creativity, that gets my juices flowing. Um, running a publicly traded company, not so much, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not my stick, you know, but, uh, but, the, but, but what the point is, is that um, uh, it, it, it's, it's really, you know, for me, it's all about technology. It's about delivering in the technology we say we're going to deliver. And, uh, you know, that's where my enjoyment comes from. And for, I, there's nothing else I, would, I could imagine doing in my life. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our Carbiza podcast, and we hope it helps you in your search. On behalf of Kevin Wong, I'm Bryn Griffiths, and thanks for listening.